Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another SACPA session. SACPA acknowledges that this event takes place on the lands of the Blackfoot people in the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3, and we pay respect to their past, present, and future cultural heritage, beliefs, and relationships to the land. Um, SACPA is also very thankful for the continuing support we receive from the University of Lethbridge, Shaw Spotlight and the Lethbridge Herald. Today, on April Fool's Day, we have Cheryl Ann Oberg. Um, she'll be speaking on the topic of laughter until it helps. Cheryl's a leading authority on the relationship between healthy humor and laughter and is known for her energetic, entertaining, and content-rich programs. Cheryl has been honored as a woman of vision, star of the millennial, millennium, rather, and can Canadian weave maker. Since becoming a certified laughter leader in 2001, Cheryl has shared her gift of humor and laughter with many as a keynote speaker with family and friends and children in hospitals, seniors living in care facilities, corporate teams in the workplace, youth in career forums and schools. Thousands of people have enjoyed the benefits of learning how to have more joy, laughter and play in their everyday life. As Cheryl says, let there be laughter and let it begin with you. Well, Cheryl, thank you very much for joining us here on SACPAT today and we look forward to a fun session with you. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Annalise. I'm happy to be here. I'm in Calgary, Alberta right now, so saying hi to you everywhere else. One of the wonderful things about connecting on the internet is we can stay in at home and, and still get to do all kinds of fun things without having to drive everywhere. Um, it's a pleasure. I work at the Alberta Children's Hospital with children um, and families. I've worked in the communities with uh, seniors over the years and people in corporate workplaces. And what I found this last year through the COVID, everybody is in stress. Everybody's having distress. Um, it's the children, our mental health um, unit is full, overflowing. We have them on other units in the emergency room. Last week I went into emergency, there was 12 rooms with kids sitting with mental health issues. So it trickles down. So if the kids are experiencing that, I'm sure their parents out there are as well. So here today I'm giving you some wonderful tips and tools to help you put some in your toolbox to add some more joy, laughter and play to your life. Laugh until it helps. Laugh until it helps. You can fake it until you make it. You turn on your smile. Every morning, look in your mirror. Give yourself a great big smile. Give that smile. Give yourself a wink. Look in the mirror. Wink. Wink. And then blow yourself a kiss. Mwah. That's how you can start your day. And before you walk out of the house, look at yourself in the mirror and go. And you go out into the world with a smile on your face. And even if we don't feel like it, when we start smiling, other people look at us and smile back. And all of a sudden, it becomes real. Same with laughter. Laughter comes from here um, and here and here. So we have our he, 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 our ha, 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 and our ho, 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 So when we combine it, we have a beautiful sound of laughter. Because we just don't laugh he, 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 unless you're an elf, or a ha, ha, ha or a ho ho ho, we don't just say those sounds. And one of the beautiful things about it is it's the same in every language around the world. It's the same for every culture, every religion. It's a human thing. And one of the most beautiful things about it, it can be shared. We need to share our smile. 
our joy, our laughter. It lights us up from the inside out. Think of the perfect day. It's filled with joy, it's filled with laughter, and it's filled with play. When you think of the worst day ever, there was no joy, no laughter, no play. It was probably filled with fear, anger, and pain. And a lot of people are stuck in fear, anger, and pain right now. And I'm going to show you how to take it into joy, laughter, and play. So if joy, laughter, and play sits on one side of our teeter-totter and our fear, anger, and pain sit on the other, watch what happens when fear, anger, and pain take over. Our joy, laughter, and play go down. So depending on how far we let our fear, anger, and pain control our joy, laughter, and play, we need to put it into perspective. Fear, anger, and pain happen. Sometimes we can't always control it, but we can balance it by bringing in joy, laughter, and play. Joy, laughter, and play are choices that we make. They're not gifts. Well, they are a gift because they're within us. They're with us every moment of every day. We could take it everywhere. We don't have to get a prescription. We don't have to wait for it to be gifted to us. It's ours. We own it. So get your joy, laughter, and play on and bring it up. I remember a day where I struggled to get it to 5149. I was laying in a hospital bed with my back broken in three places from a motor vehicle accident. I was paralyzed from the waist down. This was in 2001. I picked myself up, I dust myself back off, and I remember sticking a sign on my door, enter this room with a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Because when we're down and broken, we need to be able to pick ourselves up. And sometimes other people around us can't do it for us. We have to do it ourselves, at least the first part or some of it. Um, so anybody out there that are feeling mentally stressed, physically stressed, Bring your balance out. Turn it up. I like to live in the 70-30 zone. Enjoy laughter and play. Can't stand around being around anybody in the 100 to 99%. That's like too crazy for even a short amount of time. So we got to find our balance, what's tolerable, what works for you. And we each have that. But it has to be above 51 because that makes you in control. Awesome. Are we going to put the PowerPoint on now, Annalise? Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to show you a little bit of a PowerPoint. I'm not going to... Um, um, read it all because you guys got your handouts in there but if um, will the handouts be available for them as well online perfect um, laugh and yeah go ahead yes okay so laughter stimulates our flow of oxygen oxygen is the number one thing I, I have a little sign here the art of laughing is the science of breathing science of breathing breath is the number one thing that we need to sustain life on this earth we have to breathe laughter is the science of breathing so laughter helps us get our breath in um, I'll teach you a couple of quick exercises after that you can use but it forces us to take a deep breath <sighs> take a deep breath right now Ah, let it out and let it sigh. Ah. It's like having a cool glass of water on a hot summer day. You take that drink and you're like, ah, it just feels good. Your body needs that. Needs the water, needs the air. It gets, into, it gets our blood circulating. It hurts, pumps. Actually, our nervous laughter is a natural defense against anxiety. Helps get more oxygen into our body that helps calm us. Also, when we smile, put the biggest smile on your face you can right now. Cheek to cheek. Ear to ear, I mean. What happens when we smile, it releases chemicals from our brain called the endorphins. Our endorphins are our feel-good hormones that help us get us through our day, pick us up. Um, when we're having a lull in the afternoon, putting that smile on our face helps do that. It triggers that. 
and laughter gets the oxygen going and flowing. It's the body's way of trying to help us breathe and relax. In times of stress, we take shallower breaths. Therefore, we take less in oxygen. The longer we feel anxious, the longer our body is going to um, be operating without optimal supply. Over over time, this weakens our immune system, opening up our door to all sorts of other problems, ailments such as heart disease, high blood pressure, peptic ulcers, and insomnia all have connection to these. Humor. Who doesn't love someone who can make them laugh? I'm sorry, Annalise, I didn't tell you next slide. It's okay, I got it, I got it. <laughs> Everyone loves someone who can make them laugh. Humor brings the balance we need to get through the challenges of uh, uncomfortable time. A sense of humor can help you accept the inevitable, rise to any challenge, handle the unexpected with ease and come out of difficulty smiling, smiling, another key thing, fake it till you make it, get that smile on your face after you brush your teeth, that's a natural part of our day, becomes a habit. Next slide please on laughter. Laughter reduces our pain by releasing endorphins, I told you that, that's more potent than equivalent amounts of morphine. Laughter is an equivalent to a small amount of exercise. The most wasted day is one that we have not laughed. Next slide. One consequence of laughter is to increase social bonding. People are more likely to be drawn to those who laugh. When we walk into a room, we see a group of people smiling and laughing. It's like magnet. We tend to walk over like, what? What's happening? Um, and mind you, there's not too many groups and gatherings anymore. So when we see people smiling and laughing, and if you ever type LOL when you're sending a, a message or something, it means laugh out loud. So if you didn't laugh out loud when you typed LOL, then you were lying online. <laughs> laugh out loud. Next one. Um, our consequences of laughter is to increase social bonding. People are more likely to be drawn those who laugh. I already said that one. That was the one I just said. Zen Buddhists believe if you start the day off with a laugh, you'll be fine the rest of the day. Well, I like to add it in throughout the day because things happen through our days and it just doesn't pick you up and leave you through the whole day. Um, I find I, when I was laying in that hospital bed with my back broken in three places, I would do silent laughter for about two minutes and it would give like solid deep breathing, silent laughter would give me a couple hours of pain-free sleep. I could, and I asked for no meds. I wanted to try it without painkillers with my back broken and I wanted to try it so I could tell people, you know what, this really does help and it really does work. It helps us lower our blood pressure. It helps us strengthen our immune system. We're going to go over a whole bunch of that right now. Okay, laughter yoga. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it. It's in come from India, from Dr. Kataria, he started the laughter yoga movement. Laughter and breath and has been around since the beginning of humankind. But Dr. Kataria was a medical doctor and he found more and more of his patients were coming into his office with mental health, stress-related illnesses. So he started writing prescriptions for more joy, more laughter, more play. So they would go away and they'd come back and talk about it and then he would talk to some of his colleagues and they decided to try doing some different laughter exercises. They would bring jokes, tell jokes, and then they realized not all the jokes were funny and they needed to be able to um, cut out the jokes because what's funny to one isn't always funny to everyone else. So his wife was a yoga, a prana yoga instructor, and she did, what came in and says, well, it's all about breath, so let's do some movement with breath. So they combined the two together. 
and thus came laughter yoga that was in 1995 now it's all around the world it's in every pretty much every country in the world we have people of all ages facilitating it in schools prisons corporate places hospitals parks I have colleagues all over the world doing this. We have a network now, um, and it's wonderful. It's something that we can all do every day. Okay, I'm going to find a... My pages are... Oh, that way. Okay. Laugh more often and more heartily. 30 seconds of belly laughter. I'd like you to try this right now. We're going to do 30 seconds of belly laughter. Start by putting a smile on your face. And we're going to do the hee hee hee, the ha ha ha, and the ho ho ho. I'll stand back so you can see the movement. Okay, stand up. Give it a try. And we're just going to go all the way down. And then we're just going to let it roll for a full 30 seconds. Here we go. breath in ah two more ah and one more ah that felt really good i needed to do a deep belly laugh usually i get up in the morning and i do them right away but i didn't do that this morning so i was missing that um, now, you can also do that without the volume. You can laugh just like that without putting out the volume. The volume is a is a, a switch in our brain. So we can shut off the volume and let the air, only air, move in and out. And it might look like this. That's called silent laughter. So you can shut off the volume for any of these exercises that I show you. That's what I was doing in that hospital bed. I wasn't laughing out loud because I would have been annoying everybody around me. So I was doing it in my silent laughter mode. Um, so you can get that anywhere you go. 30 seconds. You need a little bit. Pick me up. You're feeling lull in the afternoon, 2 o'clock. You're ready for a nap sitting at your desk. Get up. Go to the bathroom and do some silent laughter in one of the stalls. You know, don't... Or take a walk outside the building, get some fresh air, fill your lungs with real fresh air. My husband and I, at nighttime before we go to bed, we go out in our backyard, do some deep breathing and silent laughter so we don't wake up our neighbors. And if it's a full moon, we howl and then laugh at the full moon. So you got to create some fun little playful things for yourselves to do. That's part of the laugh and play every day. Ah, Next slide, please. The therapeutic benefits of laughter. I'm just going to put my glasses on because some of these I haven't got the PowerPoint in front of me. I printed it. Uh, oh, this is Dr. Lee Burke and Dr. Stanley Tam. They're from Loma Linda University in California. They've been studying the effects of um, laughter on the immune system. And to date, their published studies have shown that laughing lowers our blood pressure, reduces our stress hormones, increases our muscle flexion, and boosts immune function by raising levels of infection-fighting T-cells, disease-fighting proteins called gamma interferon, and B cells, which produce destroying antibodies, disease-destroying antibodies. Laughter also triggers the release of our endorphins, the body's natural painkillers, and produces a general sense of well-being. Have you ever wondered, when you bang your funny bone, 
why did they call that the funny bone? Is it really that funny? Or was that just an April Fool's joke? I think it's not that funny at all. What happens is when we bang our funny bone, one of our first impulses is either to cry or laugh. And cry, tears and laughter are on, this, on, the, on the same wave, right? So when you hear someone crying and when you hear someone laughing, you have to look closely because it's hard to tell. Are they laughing or are they crying? Um, but when we, when we laugh or even cry during a painful experience like that, we tend to put our face into, ooh, see what we do? We bite down, ooh. We do that when that pain, and that's the trigger for that endorphin release from our brain. So um, that helps us with the pain because the pain goes away quite quickly unless we've damaged the bone or broken it or something. Um, it helps bring us back down into a calmer space. Okay, so those are the therapeutics therapeutic benefits of laughter the psychonumerology uh, and laughter psycho refers to our mind neuro to the central nervous station uh, system immunology to the immune system and this exciting new field studies the mind body connection and has demonstrated that your mental health and emotional state have a significant impact on your health and well-being laughter activates our immune system we want stronger immune systems more than ever right now with everything going on with COVID and everything so we want a stronger immune system we want stronger lungs we want to have a stronger resistance to all the stresses that are around us let me just make sure I'm on the right one here laughter activates immune Laughter. laughter decreases stress hormones. Is that the next one? That's the one. There we go. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. So that's what we were just talking about. So if you look at the next slide, the benefits of laughter, you're going to see all the benefits going all the way around it. It has positive benefits on mental functions, improves our, um, our chronic respiratory conditions, reduces our blood pressure and heart rate. I did a little test with a gal that was going through dialysis and while she was on dialysis I had her doing some laughter yoga because I noticed every time that she would go on dialysis her blood pressure would spike and she would get a headache so we would get her doing laughter yoga while she's sitting there on dialysis and her nurse would keep checking her blood pressure guess what we kept her blood pressure down in a healthy zone that wasn't giving her a headache so I'd like to try to get this into more dialysis stations I found they're putting stationary bikes in there while they're on dialysis because it helps get more oxygen in their body so there's another thing too um, the doing that bike ride so if you go around that list you've got releases your endorphins which provide natural pain relief helps uh, more nutrients and oxygen to get to your body tissues increases your antibodies in your saliva that combats upper respiratory infection it also helps our digestive system um, it secretes an enzyme that protects the stomach from getting ulcers it conditions the abdominal muscles they get a little workout um, it relaxes all your muscles throughout your body it aids by reducing symptoms of um, rheumatism and uh, changes our perspectives and it makes us feel good we just need to do it because it makes us feel good next slide five reasons to laugh every day Laughter reduces our stress. That's the most important thing to help reduce our stress. Whatever it is, work, play, home, family, kids, traffic, road rage, all of that. Natural is an anti-aging tool. It ups your blood supply to your face and improves our color. Also adds twinkle to your eye. Laughter can help you sleep. Regular laughter reduces stress and depression and makes it easier for us to get a good night's rest. 
I lay there at nighttime and I do some deep breathing exercises and it takes me about 30 to 60 seconds to fall asleep. I've trained my brain to shut off. Um, the grandkids always laugh at me because if I sit and watch a movie with them, they're all counting me down to see how long it's going to take for grandma to fall asleep. Because when I stop, my brain goes, oh, it's time. We're resting now because I'm on the go all the time. So when I'm in this stop mode, my body's like, oh, yay. <laughs> Off it goes. Uh, laughter can improve our lung capacity and our oxygen levels in the bed or in the blood, I mean, um, oxygen levels in the blood. And laughter is infectious. If you live life with enthusiasm and laughter, it will extend to all people around us. So when we're on that, working that front line, if we have jobs out there working with customers all the time, putting that smile on our face and having some laughter also helps. Um, but when we're working, even on Zoom, we're Zoom and, and uh, Skype, we're, we're out there connecting with people on screens all over the place right now so we meet the power of a smile we we're so isolated it's so nice to see other human beings and be able to connect and talk with each other okay let me just did I get that one thing here five reasons okay here's some ideas to get you laughing I'm gonna give you a few tips here that you can do to get you out into the world um, laugh with a friend call one person that you will know absolutely will laugh with you no preliminary conversations needed just laugh my mom used to live in BC and so I would phone her and I knew that she would be having a bad day because we talked earlier. So I'd phone her and I'd just start laughing into the phone and she says, I'm not in the mood to laugh and you can't make me laugh right now. And then she would go, ha, there, are you happy? And then she would go, ha, ha. And I would just keep laughing because she wasn't really laughing. She wasn't even trying. And then finally she would just play along and start laughing and the two of us, two of us would laugh together. And we'd have a great conversation, a wonderful visit. And at the end of the conversation, she didn't want to say goodbye. She would always go off laughing in, into cyber after we finished our conversation. And it always lifted us up. So a quick phone call, sharing some laughter, sharing some good memories are always wonderful to be able to do. Listen to other people laughing and join in. It's great in parking lots, grocery stores, wherever people gather. Well, nobody's gathering these days. But when we can, <laughs> let's laugh. Um, laughter yoga out in, in the world right now and laughter of anything or singing because we're spreading out our breath and our air and everything else. That's why we're kept behind screens these days, but it's still so needed no matter when. We have lots of space that we can laugh by ourselves or with our family members. Uh, look for laughter in every day, a funny incident, a thought, a billboard, a commercial, whatever makes you smile. One of my exercises when I'm doing my breathing at the end of each day, I like to lay there and think about all the moments that brought positive memories for me through the day. Moments that made me laugh, that made me smile, that uh, I had a really wonderful interaction with another human being. So all these positive emotional things that I experienced that day. And then I look at tomorrow. What kind of opportunities will I have to experience those kind of things tomorrow? It helps us focus on the positive things that we have in our lives to be able to go out there and put them into work. Look for them. If we're looking for them, we often find them. It's when we're not looking for them, we never find them. So we have to look. Simulate laughter, um, stimulate laughter to simulate la laughter. Example, smile five times in five seconds. Do this while watching yourself in the mirror. So you can just practice when it's you in your mirror. Just practice doing something, trying some smiling. Um, let me try one more here. Six, seven. 
just trying to find the other one. I have one more page here. I don't know if did it maybe it didn't print. Is there oh yeah, there's 20 slides. Here it is. I was on the other way. Walk and laugh. Granted, this may draw some interesting looks from observers as you're walking at a leisurely pace. So find a path somewhere, get out there and walk. Get a, a buddy if you can go with as well. And simply repeat a laughing word like ha with each step. Ha, 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 ho, 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 as you're walking down a pathway. And then shut off the volume. And then when you come to a hill, oh, this is beautiful. You're going to love this. Even stairs. Um, when you're going up the stairs, I'm going to step back so you can see what I'm doing. Take off these reading glasses. I don't know if you can see me here. i got to try to adjust the screen just a little bit so you can. Nope, you can't see. Anyways, imagine I'm walking up some stairs. My legs are in the walking mode. Like, Okay? So I'm going up the stairs. So this is what you're going to be doing. You're going to go. It's a breathing laughter exercise. What happens is, it's like the swimmers in the Olympics. You know, they're out there swimming. They're coming up for breath at regular intervals. Breathe. Breathe. So when you get yourself into a breathing mode with regular intervals and you're coming up something that's difficult, like a large set of stairs or something or a hill, we tend to hold our breath when we do things that are difficult. So if you can breathe your way through it as you're going up that hill, it helps keep your rhythm. By the time you get to the top of the hill, do your rocky dance like you made it to the top of your big staircase and have some fun with it. We have a staircase at our hospital, so whenever I go up the staircase, I do that going up, and I get kids to do it with me. I have staff using other staircases. We have pictures of staff doing laughter, breathing exercises up and down stairs because we have several staircases throughout the hospital that are for staff only, so it's a great place to go get exercise. <laughs> so stairs, wonderful place. Don't be afraid of them. Go for them. <laughs> and use it as an opportunity to strengthen your your capacity of your lungs. <clears throat> okay, glasses, <laughs> put them down. Okay, um, reconnect levity and lightheartedness. Fly a kite, paintball, play ball, paint silly and sing silly songs. Take a child for a walk. Visit a senior and get them talking about the good old days. Laugh out loud simply because you can. Invite friends over, begin storytelling. You'll learn new things about each other and share some laughter, plus the connection will be priceless. Connect with each other and connect with the spirit of laughter so that you experience all that laughter can be for you and your family. The spirit part of laughter is part of your spiritual house and it's a wonderfully infectious, contagious, universal, fun, free, and uplifting. It's ideal for all challenging times. Summer is also coming. And I would like to um, encourage you to take a look at some of these books. I discovered these, oops, sorry for the noise there. I discovered these about three summers ago. Now I go looking for them. Time Magazine started bringing out some amazing books and there's no advertising at all in these books. It's entirely all articles. So this particular one is The Science of Laughter. Our bodies, our minds, our souls. So these are keepers. You don't want to ever get rid of these. These are like magazine books, so you hang on to them. But it's a wonderful tool. And then Time Magazine the next year brought out the science of happiness. Wonderful tools, new discoveries for a more joyful life. Exactly what I've been talking about today. Um, 
there's another one here that they just brought out on breath and breathing and here's another one on mindfulness so these are some wonderful tools that can help you add more of those types of things to each and every day um, have some fun with it and uh, and oh I wanted to talk to you on before we headed away today uh, April Fool's Day is a wonderful day for bringing more fun and joy for people everywhere how many of you did an April Fool's on somebody that you care about or somebody you work with today I know, isn't that fun? And it's fun to be able to wait and see what happens. I remember one year, my grandkids slept over and I have a grandson in a wheelchair. And I and he, I have these mats that they drive cars on and stuff on the floor. I came out into the living room and there he was laying underneath the mat and I went to go pull him out. And he had stuffed his pants and everything and uh, <laughs> made it look like he was laying underneath the carpet, but it was just his clothes stuffed. He stuffed them with towels and face cloths, and he was hiding around the corner doing an April Fool's. Well, yesterday, before I left work, um, I stuck a sign on our photocopier because we've been having lots of problems with it, like, for the past six months. And so the technician was in yesterday, so I put a sign on the photocopier that says, um, photocopier repaired. It is now voice activated please just tell it what you want it to do well I'm not there this morning but I can imagine when I go in how much fun they will have had talking to the photocopier that's not listening to them still it's probably still needs a tech <laughs> anyways we need to be able to do more April Fool's things and I I just found a couple of things here what April Fool's Day practical jokes hoaxes only until noon um, the custom setting aside for playing harmless pranks upon one neighbor has been common in the world historically. Um, it's all all around the world in many different countries. So it, it started as Jeffrey's Canterbury Tales in 1392. So that's how far back it goes to. But we've all had some practical April Fool's joke played on us at one time or another. And we need to be able to... Uh, Pay it back sometimes. Have some fun. It's tricks. It's pranksters. We don't want to hurt anybody, but it's all in the fun of play, spirit, and laughter. That's what we're trying to do. That's why people tell jokes, too. So we want jokes that aren't hurtful, that build us up and allow us to all come together. I'd like to um, also go and tell you, oops, one more thing here before we head off into the, the question and answer period. Um, Compassionate living, laugh and play every day. If every Monday we started sharing compliments with each other, everybody giving and receiving compliments, and every Tuesday if we practice giving, be more flexible, trying different ways to go somewhere, way to come home, what we eat, um, exercise with our bodies. Wednesdays are for gratitude. We need to feel more grateful with what we have today. There's always more that we can have or that we might want, but just being grateful is so important. Kindness, being kind to each other, kind to ourselves, making sure we're doing kind things for our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. Fridays are for forgiveness. Forgive those who have hurt you because if you're being angry and holding that in you, you're destroying your positive cells. You're, you need to be able to let go of that anger that you're holding within. The Saturdays and Sundays are for chocolate or any of those sweet things that we love in our lives. It takes 30 days to create a brand new habit. If you practice this every day for 30 days, all of a sudden you will be doing all of these every day without even thinking about it. It becomes a natural everyday occurrence, not just on Mondays, Tuesdays, but all of them every day as they pop up and arise. 
I'd like you to love like your heart has never been broken. Dance as if no one is watching. And remember, don't take life so seriously. None of us are getting out alive anyways. <laughs> oh, I just love to laugh. Just like Uncle Albert on Mary Poppins. Remember when he would laugh? He would float to the ceiling. Anybody saw that show? I love that. And But laughter gives us a euphoric feeling. We're not going to really float, but it does lift us up. Thank you for joining me today, and I had a great time, and I look forward to your questions and maybe some answers. I'm always looking for answers. Lovely. Thank you so much. Um, our first question comes today from Timothy, who is a reporter at the Leftbridge on the Leftbridge Herald. Um, can you speak more about the idea, idea of laughter and crying being on the same wave? I have read, for example, a lot of professional comedians are actually clinically depressed and use comedy, comedy for self-help. Um, and then he goes on to clarify, maybe in relationship to your own time in hospital with your broken back. Excuse me. So the tears and laughter, um, have you ever laughed until you cried or cried until you laughed? That, there's such a fine line between them. We have a laughter tears meditation that we practice doing and it helps bring, bring you into a balance when you can balance the two. It's when tears are only the ones that are coming and our laughter is only coming. We need to find balance between those two worlds. So laughing and crying and laughing and crying helps bring you into balance. Um, so when I was laying in the hospital bed with my back broken, yeah, I had some tears, but I also had more laughter um, because my brain flipped over to what can I do to create a more peaceful moment. Um, some of my clown friends brought me in a vial of bubbles and I would sit there and blow bubbles. And uh, this one particular night, We've all had mystical, magical moments in our lives. And this was a mystical, magical moment for me. I was blowing these bubbles and I was laughing as they were landing on me. And um, I was doing this probably about 25 breaths. And each breath I took, 25 bubbles escaped. So these bubbles are touchable. They don't pop when they land. They just sit there. So this nurse... I guess the bubbles, some escaped out into the hallway. They were bouncing across the floor. And this was at the Foothills Hospital. And she saw these bubbles bouncing down the hospital. But they were coming out of our room. And I had asked the nurse to open up my curtains. It was 10 o'clock in August in the evening. And I'm the most beautiful sunset over the Rocky Mountains. And uh, she thought that my area was on fire because the sunset was coming in and reflecting in all the bubbles that were going around. She opened up the door to our room and my whole curtain area that was closed was lit up like there was some fire happening behind there. So these nurses come running into my room and ripped open my, my curtains of around my bed and they looked at me and the looks on their faces and I had this bubble wand in my hand and I'm laying there blowing bubbles and I was covered in bubbles and they looked at me and said, what are you doing? And I looked at them and said, I'm just having a bubble bath. <laughs> and I started laughing, and then they all started laughing. Needless to say, I got moved out of critical care that night and put down the hallway um, with a girl who wasn't as joyful and happy, bring some balance to our room. So the, the crying and the laughter, they help bring the balance. And it, it is, have, try it sometime. Cry until you laugh, until you cry, until you laugh. Always leave it on a laugh. 
it's like cleaning out your closet. It feels so good. Everything feels clear and clean and fresh and organized. It just puts things back into perspective very quickly. You can do it in a minute or less. Thank you. Another question? Uh, next question comes from Laurie Schultz. The UK has, uh, in quotation, a minister of loneliness and doctors prescribe social contact. contact. Are you aware if doctors in Canada or elsewhere are prescribing yoga laughter or humor or some sort of some sort to patients? I wish they were. That would be awesome. Uh, I would like more doctors to know about this. I've done presentations throughout all of Alberta Health Services, but unfortunately, lots of the doctors aren't always the ones on the teams that are participating. It's more seems to be the support staff. Just like at the Court of Queen's Bench, it was um, the admin staff, not the judges. Um, we need to be able to get get it to those people that can help write those prescriptions to others. I think that's important. Ask your doctor about it. You know, how, what are his thoughts on, on laughter? And lots of them have heard more and more about it because they say laughter is the best medicine, but it's not the only medicine. And I, I tell people, don't drop your meds to try laughter. Add it to what you're already doing. And maybe the, you could reduce your meds in time. Um, I'm not a doctor. I don't prescribe them. But if your doctor's giving you meds, don't dump them just to try this. I, I always say, do this and maybe you can have your meds reduced. Did I answer that for her, do you think? Yeah. More doctors need to have this. <laughs> Good, thanks. Our next question comes from Knut Peterson. Can you talk a bit about happy pills and other drugs in the context of laughter slash happiness? La My first happy pill was a Smarty. Um, <laughs> Because the red, I could give myself lipstick or blush and the blue eyeshadow and stuff like that. So as far as a happy pill, um, I, I'm not one to take much for pills. I just pop my own happiness, so take a smarty. <laughs> but I was on uh, medical care in my early 20s. I was having mental health issues as a teenager, and it just kind of carried into my 20s. And I was under doctor's care for about six months, and they prescribed me medication. And I, I thought, oh, that will make me happy, because I was in a, in a turmoil at that time. And what I found is it just brought me into this flat line. I had no highs, no lows, no fears, no angers, no joys. It was really boring. And I really just, I went to him, I said, I can't live like this. I need, I need my highs, I need my lows. I'll just learn how to manage them better. And that's what we have to do is learn how to manage our highs and lows. There's no pill that's going to fix it. Just like for weight loss, there's no pill that's going to take it all away. Uh, we just need to increase something more exercise, less food, um, more laughter, less fear and anger, um, all those types of things. So when you want to change, you have to change your ratios a little bit to make change. Our next question comes from Karen Tuhey. Have you had chance? Have you had a chance? Sorry, I'll start that again. Have you had chance? Your have you had to change? Here we go. I'm just correcting the grammar as we go. Have you had to change your presentation now that masks are mandatory? Yep, I'm not doing any face-to-face with um, any of my speaking engagements. There's no conferences, there's no groups, there's no runs, there's no walks, because I'm often at lots of those doing laughter yoga to get people off on a fundraising activity outdoors. 
none of that's happening. So yeah, I've had to change every pretty much every way. Even when I work at the hospital, um, I work one one patient and one patient at a time. So um, with exception of mental health kids because they live in a cohort, um, I work with all of them at one time. But one on one or as we're doing right now, yeah, changed a lot. And we'll continue. We'll see some change coming again in the next year or so, you know, how, how things are going to move forward. We don't know. You were sharing with me earlier before we started the live stream that you also do clown. And clown is so much about the expression on your face. How would that work yes. in relationship to a mask? Or is clowning totally out of the question anyway because of COVID? No, I do this in clown. Wow. <laughs> I'm more clown with I'm mask. More cl yeah, I clown with mask. I have a visor that I wear over top of my mask. And on my visor, I have a clown nose glued on it and a big smile. Um, and I just wear my hospital grade blue mask underneath it, but I have a big visor that goes over top and I have eyelashes on it and I've turned my visor into my clown face, even though, and my eyes are all done up. I have my makeup on. I just don't glue my clown nose on underneath my mask or I don't put my lipstick on underneath my mask, but my, my eyes are done and then I add stuff to my visor, which makes it really fun. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, next question comes from Mark Goodall. Is not solo laughter in public in our culture generally related to lunacy, therefore stigmatizing it? Yes, but the, we have a wonderful tool called the cell phone. <laughs> Shut the ringer off, hold it up to your ear and go wild. <laughs> go out for a walk around the park. No one's going to know that you don't have anybody on the other line unless your phone rings. So shut your ringer off, put your phone up to your ear and just take a walk with your phone. <laughs> How many times have we seen someone talking to someone on their phone in the store laughing and we think they're talking to us and then we turn around and realize they're on their phone or they have their earpiece in? We're so used to seeing people talk to themselves more than ever now because of uh, technology. So I don't think it should be a problem as much as it was 15 years ago, 20 years ago when I started doing this, this laughter yoga. Yeah, 20 years ago, it would have been a little bit different. Thanks, Mark. Alan Friesen had the, has the same question that I actually had. Um, uh, Monday was compliment day. Tuesday was flexibility. Wednesday was gratitude. Friday was forgiveness. What was Thursday? And given that today is Thursday. Kindness. Kindness. We're going to share kindness with each other. Here, I'll read what it says here. Think of ways to help make the other person's life a little bit easier. Simple kindness is the most vital key to the riddle of how human beings can live with each other in peace and care properly for this planet we share. The practice of kindness creates healthy relationships and community connections. It inspires people to pass kindness on to each other. So when somebody does something kind for you, just keep playing it forward. You know, the world has created a domino effect, a wave around the world of kindness. Same with laughter, same thing. Um, fear, anger, and pain go down. So our, I think one of the answers to world peace would be to have laughter because we cannot fe have fear, anger, and pain when engaged in mirthful laughter. It doesn't work to have, they don't work that way. Um, so world peace could happen if the whole world stopped 
for one minute and joined each other in laughter, we would have peace on earth for that one entire minute because nobody would be hurting each other. We would all join together and laugh. Um, That's why World Laughter Day, which is the first Sunday in May at one o'clock, wherever you are, stop what you're doing, stand out there, do one minute of laughter and we'll send a wave of laughter around the world because at one o'clock in all the time zones around the world, we do this every year on the first Sunday of May. Go out for a walk, take your dogs for a hike, take your grandkids out, do it in your living room, wherever you want to be, laugh for one minute at one o'clock, be part of that global wave because that's Dr. Kataria's dream for world peace. So I had to put that that one in. <laughs> I forgot to tell everybody. Um, Next question. And folks, we have 15 more minutes, so let's put some kindness into the chat. Um, Our next question comes from Bev Mundell. Kids find being silly very addictive. What are some of the fun experiences you've had with your child patients? Well, this one girl, she says, she comes to laughter yoga. She says, I'm feeling really crabby today. Do you have anything for crabby laughter? And I said to her, well, what, what do you think we should do for your crabby laughter? She says, I think I should turn myself into a crab. I said, well, that would be a good place to start. So I said, what would that look like? So she gets her little crabby hands out to the side like this because crabs have those little side arms and legs. And she starts moving from side to side like a crab. And then she says, and then just laugh and chase each other around, but don't pinch them because if you're in a bad mood, that might make you madder, she said. So we started doing this and we created crabby laughter. And now crabby laughter is being used all around the world. And it just looks. <laughs> so she would do this on her mother if her and her mom were having a bad day. Uh, and her mother would come down and mom was like, wah, wah, wah. and anyways, this girl, she would go up and do crabby laughter and chase her mom around and her mom would turn around and start chasing her around. And her mom would say to me, I can't even remember why I was feeling so miserable. And then all of a sudden we started doing this. The whole family joined in and crabby laughter just pushed the crabbiness away. So we, yeah, the kids come up with some really funny things. Sometimes one, one of the kids in the room, I was, had mom and dad and grandma was in the room and the child was in the bed and, and we were all laughing together and um, grandma passed some gas. Well, everybody burst out laughing because when we laugh, all of our muscles and abdominal muscles and yeah, sometimes gas passes, but you know, that's a human thing, just like breathing. Um, but grandma thought it was hilarious and her son was so embarrassed that his mother did that in front of me and we all laughed together. So yeah, Body, body functions with kids happen when you're laughing, so that always makes it funny. Um, one little girl laughing so hard, she says, stop, I can't stop, I'm going to, I'm going to, my tears are going to run down my legs, she said, <laughs> and I started laughing. I don't know where she must have heard that from an adult, laughing so hard that she leaked, but yeah, kids come up with the darnest thing, but kids naturally love to laugh. It's the teenagers that uh, are often a little bit different, you know, because they don't want to be judged for being not the same as everybody else so yeah the younger kids it's easier to get them laugh if i can get a whole group of teens together it's easier to get them working it doing it together having some knowledge behind it but uh if they haven't been introduced to it no it it's it's difficult sometimes some people you have to be open to it right like anything if you have your mind close to it you're not going to let it in if you open it up it'll come in it might filter you might try it you might not but it's yours. You own it. It's yours forever. It's not leaving you. 
Our next question comes from Mark Girdle. Laughter is contagious. Have you seen the video clips of contagious laughter started by one person, for instance, in a subway car? Have you ever tried this? Yes, I have. I have seen that video too. It's hilarious. This man gets onto the subway. He's got his uh, phone or computer, I iPad or something. I can't remember what it was. And he's looking at it. And all of a sudden he starts laughing. And he starts laughing louder and louder. And before you know it, everybody on the car is looking at him. And they're starting to smile. They're looking at each other because they're being judgmental. And, and he's just not paying any attention to them. He's just looking at his device and laughing. And he laughs louder and louder. And before you know it, people around him are laughing the whole car is laughing everybody's looking at each other nobody knows why they're laughing but it just kept rolling into a snowball effect and the train gets to the next station he gets off gets onto another train goes back the way and starts it all over again laughter is contagious there was a school in Africa that these girls started laughing and there was about um, I can't remember how many group of 10 of them I think what happened and they just all started laughing and couldn't get it under control so I'm not sure how that happens I've never heard of it any other time um, but I have heard of a group in northern Saskatchewan that an indigenous group of people during summer solstice they would start laughing at eight o'clock at night and laugh right through the night till eight o'clock in the morning and it was usually done by the female members and the elders of the that group and so they would do a whole sol summer solstice laugh through the, the whole night um, and taking turns. Um, I've done, I've done, the longest I've ever laughed for is four hours with, with some five minute breaks. I was doing a laughter yoga session for uh, school and I had four classes one morning and uh, one after the other, I had five minute break in between and then away we go again. So it was part of that. I hope I answered that question for you, Mark. <laughs> um, next question comes from Laura Schultz. Are you aware of science behind laughter and breathing, i.e. impact on the immune system and endorphin release, etc., or yoga laughter itself is being taught as part of the physical education in schools? That would be amazing um, I'm trying to I'm doing some work with the schools right now we're trying to get this program um, introduced into the teachers conference schedule for next year so that they can apply it to their schools over over the past 20 years I've gone to many schools facilitated laughter yoga for um, like I, the junior high conferences that they started doing conferences in their school pre-covid uh, COVID's changed a lot of how we do things with kids in the schools too um, but uh, yeah, I, I do believe that teachers need to be able to have access to this information so they can try it. So I'm doing a, a presentation to a whole school of kids via Zoom. This is my first school on Zoom coming up in May. And then on the Monday, the teachers are having a professional development day. So I'm going to be doing some workshops with them during their professional development day so they can take and put it into the classrooms for hopefully this fall. And um, they're going to help push it through so I can get my word out to get into the teachers conferences for next year online virtual conferences between all of our our areas in Alberta focus on Alberta first our next question comes from Lenny and or Wendy Atkins in 1990 in the 1990s and 2000s Dr. Bob Hatfield an internist at the foothills 
Fill the cart with funny videos like Love Lucy, cartoon books like, Char like Charlie Brown. Volunteers offered these to patients. So I guess that's more a comment uh, than a question. Well, I, you know, I, it's, it's divine because Dr. Bob Hatfield was my hero. I have a puppet named Dr. Bob. He wears scrubs. Dr. Bob got me into Hospice Calgary. I worked in end-of-life care for Hospice Calgary and worked bedside with patients. I would go in clown. I would curl their hair in clown. I would laugh with them. I would laugh with their families. I went to end-of-life care before I went to the children's hospital. I figured I'd start it with the hardest thing and then everything else else is going to be easier from there on and uh, it, it was a, a really wonderful eye-opener and Dr. Bob he was fabulous he was and he believed in the power of humor and art and all that kind of things within our health care so Dr. Bob opened up the doors for me to work in hospice as a volunteer and uh, here I am still working in, in healthcare all these years later. So I started doing this work with Dr. Bob back in 1995. <laughs> Thanks for mentioning his name. That was, I was, that was a treat for me to hear his name. Our next uh, comment uh, is from Ian Hurdle. French expression for April 1st is poison d'avril. I always wondered if it was slapstick humor to hit somebody with a fish. Yes, that is definitely slapstick humor, but I, I'm sure some fishermen might have done it over the years if it wasn't meant in humor, um, and but they would use it in as an excuse to slap them with it. Being a family that had um, fishing history way back when, um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think I would ever like to be hit with a fish, but slapstick humor. A lot of that slapstick humor has been gone uh, out of even in, in clowning um, like a hundred years ago all clowns were m male and in the most in the last 25 years more more and more clowns are female probably over 50 percent are female now and the slapstick side of of clowning has been dropped so we're not squirting flour out of our our water out of our flowers or slapping each other or doing those kinds of things so clowning is coming more from the heart so when kids are out there talking about those evil clowns on TV I say yeah those ones scare me I don't like them either I say real clowns have good hearts they would never ever hurt anybody so it's just TV and you, know, you can't believe everything you see on TV because sometimes they exaggerate it so I've had to put some fires out over the years with all the terrible horror clown stuff out there because clowns have been around since 2500 BC they've been documented into history so we're not going away we're here we're we're the slapstick of humanity <laughs> we can make fun at ourselves as clowns right we don't have to literally slap anybody <laughs> Our, um, oh, there's a quick comment from uh, Lenny and Wendy Atkinson. Dr. Bob would be delighted how you have continued his ideas on humor. Um, I feel him journeying with me, even though he's gone, you know. Um, I stay in contact with his son, Murray, and uh, yeah, I'm, I was, I'm blessed to have had him in my life. Our next question comes from Alan Friesen. Told that he had one chance in 500 of recovery. Cousins developed his own recovery program. He took massive intravenous doses, intravenous doses of vitamin C and self-induced bouts of laughter brought on, brought on by films. 
And then a follow-up comment, candid camera, candid camera was his favorite tool. I guess another comment. Yes, another comment, but I just happened to have his book right here because it was the very first book written on any kind of humor and laughter and the benefits. This was written back in the 1950s, um, maybe early 60s. And uh, now there's lots of books out there. I remember back in the 90s, somebody contacted me and said, they're looking for a book on laughter. I said, I went to the library, they said they went to the library and found 500 books on depression, but none on laughter. Now, over the past 20 years, more and more books have come out on laughter. We have doctors, Dr. Robert Provine, who discovered that um, our blood pressure is lowered when we laugh. Uh, kids who laugh, Dr. Franzini, he's a, a specialist who works with children. Um, health healing in the Muse system with Dr. Paul McGee. So a lot of more doctors and, and professionals are putting more and more information out there. Um, I also have this one here. I love this one. This is called, this is your brain on joy by Dr. Earl Henslin. So he did some studies on his own brain, even what happened when he drank coffee. So you can see all kinds of really cool things in here. But Dr. Earl Henslin, this is your brain on joy. And then there's Dr. Kataria and his wife, Maduri, who started the whole laughter yoga movement. So this is our next training that we have coming up to teach people how to become a certified laughter yoga leader in their communities. And it's done online and we're doing it on April 30th. May 1st and May 2nd and we're going to join in at on the May 2nd with World Laughter Day activities with our group and then we'll set them free in the world to share more laughter so if you know anybody in a school or anywhere pass this information on to them have them watch this little clip to see if this might be something they're interested in and they can contact me and I can send them the information or they can just go to calgaryyoga.ca uh, calgarylaughteryoga.ca website and all the information is there. So we have a group in Calgary. So that anybody can join in and it's fun. doesn't matter what your profession is. Some people just do it for their own personal growth. Some people do it because they want to add it to the work that they do. So your choice. Excellent. Our next question is from Denver Florence. After losing my business because of COVID, losing my freedoms because of lockdowns, and losing all my personal contacts with friends and not having much in the way of job prospects. I gotta say, if I didn't have my five kids, I would be very unhealthy mentally. My question, are lockdowns worth the cost to our mental health? Well, you know, weighing that out, my husband and I have been isolating ourselves outside of our work. You know, we go to work, we come home, um, I go to get groceries only when I have to. I haven't been hanging out with my kids and grandkids. I miss them dearly. I do feel isolated. I, I feel like we haven't been able to get out there and do what we, we need to do. And for people that are in those situations where they've lost their job and they have everything's crumbling down around them, there's probably about four out of every 10 people that is feeling that right now. It's it's huge. My son is one of them and it's been difficult. So rallying around and I check in with him every day. How are you doing? Um, phone out. Reach out to people that know and love you and say, I'm really struggling. Be honest with them. Tell them you're struggling. They're going to be there to support you um, emotionally and, and, and you can feel like you can call them when you need to. So even if we talk to somebody for five minutes, it helps bring us down into a calmer space instead of escalating into a frenzy where we we're out of control. So reach out, reach out to the people who care about you. 
Laurie Schultz, would you have any suggestions on how to integrate laughter and humor on social media platforms? Think the teeter-totter. Yeah, well, we see it all the time. People are putting humor and laughter through animals, children's videos. They, they put stuff out there and we keep watching this stuff because it lifts us up, right? It gives us that feeling, oh, isn't that cute? Or it lifts us up. When I see pictures of what people ate for dinner, it doesn't lift me up. I don't want to see those pictures on there, but I like to look at little babies and children and cut and, you know, even seniors are fun to watch when they're doing some fun things. Uh, I like, there was this lady playing in a philharmonic and she's in her hundred and something. Um, another one that's a dancer in her nineties. So I like to watch that kind of stuff. It gives me hope <laughs> for my future. So when we have hope, we have a future. Keep hope alive. Okay. And I think you kind of shared a, this, uh, the next question by Laurie Schultz, you kind of answered, but I think it was more adult books that you shared. She would like to know the suggestion of books suitable for children and teens that speak about the health benefits of laughter and or laughter yoga. Okay, I'm going to have to check into that. If she could email me at cherylolberg at shaw.ca, I'd be happy to do that homework and find that. I do have some at the hospital, but the names and the authors just aren't on the tip of my head or tip of my tongue. And there are more, like I said, there's more and more stuff being written all the time. So I know that there is something out there that um, we can use. I use all different types of stories for children, but not on laughter yoga. Um, I haven't seen any in our hospital, but I will look into that because you know what? Maybe that's something that I need to do. <laughs> Maybe I can put that to my bucket list, create that book for children. Um, I'm trying to write one with a little girl. She's doing the illustrations and I'm doing the writing of it. So maybe this is the next one that we could do. So we could have some fun with it. I'd like to put some books together with kids at the hospital. Okay, our last comment, um, Ian Hurdle, doctors Bob and Bruce Hatfield were a sibling comedy team when they did medical school lectures in Calgary. And um, that was our last comment today. Oh, so, isn't that nice? Yeah. Um, which, um, which leads us to the end of the session. Um, before we uh, end the live stream, do you have a uh, parting message for us or for our viewers for today? Yes. Our daydreams are visions for a life worth living. Dream the life you want to live and then go live it. I am. Excellent. Um, that concludes our session. Thank you very much, Cheryl, for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me. It's been fun. Yeah. Okay, good. And um, I was muted just there in my last little bit. I'm sorry about that, folks. But I just asked Cheryl for a take-home message, but that's okay. Um, Yeah, sound has been restored. I just muted myself. So thanks. Thanks for letting me know, folks. Sorry about that. Um, join us next week when um, we have coal dust, wind and human health. What are the risks of open pit mining, coal mining in southwest Alberta with Alan Garbutt? Thanks again, Cheryl. Thank you very much for joining us and taking the time to present to SACPA. And folks, we'll see you all on Friday. You have 57 minutes for April Fool's still. <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs>